Jesus. This episode, <laughs> Toad's Recall is still sponsored by... Oh. Just barely. Terrible where we got me. Holding on by a thread yes. to the Out sponsorship. Well, I'm confused. I thought we lost the sponsorship. I also thought that. I think maybe the site did some business. Well, not actual business with money transactions. But a couple of people favorited a thing that indicates someone looked at it. Ooh, oh. traffic. Yeah. So we are now getting <laughs> sponsors lizards. because people are liking things on Etsy. Yes. Well, and sponsor. Sounds, yeah. But I, I, I would say um, we probably our sponsorship card is available if someone yeah. would like to sponsor Certainly. Totes Recall. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just tweet at us, DM us, yeah. email us. Any of those. We have a new email address. It's true. We'll talk about it more at the end of the podcast. Oh, teaser. Because we only want sponsors that are willing to listen to the entire podcast. (laughs) That's how sponsorships work. Yeah. Yeah. You should be a fan first. Yeah. And a sponsor second. Absolutely. Just like it is in Hollywood. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, Uh, putting the OMG in origami. Oh, terrible origami. Dot com. Did we not actually say that? Home of the Million Dollar Frog. Brand and price. other reasonably priced items. Yep. Like t-shirts. Buy those. T-shirts. Dummy. You're wearing one right now. I'm wearing oh. one right now. Oh. Oh. Too bad. We'll sell you Dan's t-shirt. Whoa. Whatever yeah. it takes. I'll autograph it for Whoa. $1,000. <laughs> I love it. That's like a pretty good deal. That's a lot of pizza. Yeah. Ooh. Dot com. Um... um. Totes Recall. Welcome to Totes Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie we don't remember well, watch that movie, eat two pizzas, two salads, watch that movie, come back from that full... Of goodness and what ideas. Kind of goodness? Pizza goodness. Yep. Okay, okay, enough pizza. Like talk. Cheesy, yeah. cheesy oh, marinara. Some greens. Oh. Light dressing. <laughs> one meat, one veggie. Yeah. Oh. Mamma mia. Then we talk about that movie. <laughs> oh no. A second time. And then we end the podcast. And you all have a great time. You have a great time. You listen to it on your earbuds yep. or phones. Or your Beats by Dre. Or, or you have Dre. a terrible time because you're so mad at us for yeah. not remembering. Oh, scream through the entire first half of yeah, the podcast. Yeah, and then you get pulled over because they're like, why are you screaming, sir or you're madam? Like, oh, it's Totes Recall, the podcast. And, and then they're like, oh, that podcast? I love it. Yeah. And then they're like, move along. <laughs> yeah. Or have a ticket for bad taste for not liking this podcast. Oh, because they're yelling. Yeah. Oh, a counter ticket. <laughs> like, I take your ticket for the traffic violation and issue you a ticket for... Not liking total. Oh. I thought the cop liked it and the driver didn't. I oh. saw. Wow, this scenario is complicated. <laughs> yeah, I kind of lost the thread of that scenario. Uh, My name is Dan. I'm Molly. I'm also Dan. I'm Beth. And our movie is Independence Day 1. ID 4. <laughs> ID 4, colon 1. ID 4 1. The first one. 41. In honor of the second one that came out. Two months ago? Yeah, yeah we're or celebrating more? Independence Day. Ah. Independence from calendars. Right? Ah. It came out in like June, right? The sequel? The Resurgence yeah, did, it yeah. It did yeah. come out on Independence Day, which seems like a bad marketing. Weird. 
Because yeah. it wasn't Independence Day on a Friday. No, it was a Monday. Still. Still. They, they could have done the weekend. Come out on the first. They may not have wanted a direct comparison. It's a sequel. Isn't that like the I whole know. point? No. That's why they made it. It's so even got the word resurgence Wait, in the oh, title. I don't mean a I'm comparison confused. based on the the moviegoers' experience. I mean based on uh, ticket sales and press. Oh. It's like, oh, last time when they launched on 4th of July weekend, it was the biggest movie ever. So if it does poorly, they can blame they can be like, their oh, own well, choice of timing? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, That's like uh, cutting your nose off? No. What? No. Well, it's like... Uh, Shorting it up. Preparing. It's like punching yourself in the face uh-huh. and then Blaming. daring someone to punch you. I feel like there's a idiom for... But sabotaging cutting yourself. off your nose to spite your face yes. is not... There it is. Right. No, but that's, that's not just, it. It's not quite it. That's just about spite. Tweet at us. Hashtag <laughs> what that idiom. Yeah. Short and sweet. Nailed it. Love it. So good. Uh, I think I saw this movie in the theater because I remember that it came out on the 4th. Right. And I remember... <laughs> of- July. Okay. Independence Day. Independence as Day. it's known in this country, which is the United States of America, if yeah. that wasn't clear. Right. America. USA number one. USA Actually, number one. I think. We'll see if I'm right. <laughs> uh, I think it came out on the 4th, which was a Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember thinking that was cool that that worked out. <laughs> <laughs> And so we saw it at the theater because of that. That was the reason you went to see it? No, I mean, it looked cool, too. It was a space movie with aliens, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But I don't don't remember anything more about my experience other than that. Right. 96? I'm going to say 96. Nice. That would have been the Summer Olympics. Oh, in Hotlanta. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Okay. (laughs) No, it is not called Hotlanta. Uh, just a, but just it's a, hot there. It and doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Hotlanta is from the seventies. Uh, if you want to abbreviate Atlanta, you can say ATL, or you can just say Atlanta. What does that mean? Hotlanta is from the seventies. Oh, like Lord the, bless us! Like that's when people would say some. That would be like, oh, Hotlanta. But like, who would say that? People who were at the time current and probably had mustaches would say Hotlanta, and it made sense in that context. But because we've they have their hot mustaches. Because they were so overpowered with sexuality and <laughs> yes, okay, exactly. Um, but yes, it's 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 so like for twenty years it has been old. It would it's like uh, so oh is that Minneapolis or is that a Minneapolis? Like people don't want to hear literally that. Literally never heard that. <laughs> oh really? I've heard that. I haven't heard it. I mean, people call it the Minneapolis. Oh really? Yeah, get it. But so what about never... the Big Apple? That's from like a long time ago, and people still say that. Yeah. New Yorkers don't say that. I've heard movie New Yorkers say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah hot Should dog I... cart guy. Yeah, <laughs> so like, ah, have a hot dog in the big apple. In the big apple. <laughs> you want a hot dog? Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, go Spider Man. Yeah, that's like the first scene of every New York movie. Yeah, because that's how that's how you know that's how you get the plot is the hot dog cart man says, "What are you doing in the big apple?" And then our protagonist explains it. Yeah. Yep. No, oh, well, I'm, I'm here to... I'm from out of town. Yeah. I'm here to find love. Well, I'm a cop. Yeah. In Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. There's a blind man beating people up with sticks. Yeah, or uh, I'm trying to save <laughs> this city from the corruption and the cancer of crime. Yeah. Also, race relations. This is an important movie. 
Yep. Well, if you want to talk about out of town, there's nothing more out of town than aliens, am I right? Hey! hey. Boom, 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 boom. Bring us back. Uh, I remember watching this fairly recently on TV. Oh. And so there's some critical moments that are clear in my mind. All of them have Will Smith in them. Mm-hmm. He's in a lot Except of the for movie. Except one. He is in a lot He's of the movie. He's in a lot of this movie. One is him walking out his front door and everything's either abandoned or everybody's looking skyward. Yes. Oh. Two is when he punches that alien in the face in the desert welcome and he says Earth. something clever. Oh. oh, welcome to Earth? He says welcome to Earth. Is that a bet? Chukret's bet. Welcome okay. to Earth. Punch alien in the face. That <laughs> happens during the punch? Uh, right or after. after. The pun- oh, right. Like punch, oh. welcome to Earth. Welcome like, to Earth. Clever. Yeah. And is it like welcome to Earth, fella? No, Buddy, straight up, welcome, welcome to Earth. Earth. Or did you mean like it's implied? Are you saying like fella's implied because he's being like spiteful and sassy? No, I, I meant literally. Oh, like actually yeah. said fella out He's loud. not welcoming. I wouldn't think he'd actually say fella. It's an ironic welcome. Okay, yeah, excellent. Because he's mad at the alien. Yeah. Oh, I would he's like, like a New Yorker. Like, welcome <laughs> to the Big Apple. Oh, Except he's from like LA. I stole your wallet. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. This is, well, but the president's there. This is a country-spanning oh. movie. Yeah. I think he starts out somewhere warm. I think it might be California. Many characters come from many places. Yeah. I think oh, because there's that too. whole trailer park situation. Right. Yeah, there are subplots. And, oh, and they drive to Area 51. Yep. Nevada. We're just mm-hmm. jumping all over the place. Yeah. But well, yes, correct. So the, the walking out the door, the uh, punching the alien in the face and yep. saying something smart, yep. and then the airplane flying... Into the center of the ship. Yeah. It's not Will Smith. No, that's not Will Smith. Okay. Just check it. Oh, yeah. Well, I said all but one. The oh. last one is not. I wasn't paying attention. That's okay. I just heard Will Smith and it's just like, yep. Yep. Talking about yep. Will Smith. Here we go. Yeah, he's great. He is pretty great in this movie and in other movies. Yep. I think this was his first big movie. I want to say that. It was definitely his first big movie that wasn't like, uh, hey, look, we're trying really hard to make you forget that he was the Fresh Prince. You know what I mean? Because I feel like he did some movies where he's just like, look how actor I am, or look how not a silly guy I am. Oh, it was and the then, one where his character kept saying bottle of beer? Mm, I'm talking about it was, no. an art, it was an arty movie. Mm. Uh, Molly's Bets, I don't remember the name, but I'll look it up later. <laughs> So you're betting that you'll look it up? <laughs> that you'll look yes. it up? Is that the bet? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that bet. Yeah. But it was, you know, I think it was designed to... Six degrees of separation. Okay. Oh, for the win. Wait. I have just fact-checked it with myself, <laughs> and it's right. Okay. Uh, but I think this was his... I want to say it's like his first movie star like movie. Like tentpole. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this Will Smith, he can bring a crowd. Right. Oh, we'll Let's... do Men in Black next. Yeah. And people will be West. confused. Yeah. Yeah. People are confused by Men in Black? No, I just think when you think about Independence Day, it's hard to not also think about Men in Black. I disagree. Oh. I also disagree. I... <laughs> <laughs> yes, Beth. I feel like I'm going to have some confusion between the two. Here's why. Okay. Because... Wait. I... Oh, between... wait. Am I... I'm skipping over you. Is that okay? Oh, I had the exact same experience as Dan. Okay. Where I know I saw, <laughs> saw it in the theater, uh, and I don't remember anything else about it, other than seeing it in the theater. Cool. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> so, I uh, I think I was very young when it came out. Um, like, too young to see it in theater, and even too young to see it, like, if it were brought to, to my home. Sure. I think it came out in 94. Ooh. I would have been five years old. Mm-hmm. And 
but I know I remember a lot of things around it, and I know for a fact that I still own a bottle of um, beer. They were called ah, Six Degrees of Separation. Oh, hold on, Orbits. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were like a clear, weird fruit drink that yeah. had like floaty things in yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Um, like and bubble I, tea, kind of. Yeah, except for if the bubbles tasted like garbage. <laughs> and if they were like soda instead of tea. Yeah. And if like it was not hacker good. kitties in the mid nineties really enjoyed them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know that I have one still that has a lid on it <gasps> from Independence Day. Some branded. Oh, merch. like it says so the movie I, on yeah, it? Yeah, I remember the marketing <laughs> like a lot of it. And I know that the poster had like the spaceship with the beam over the White House. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. iconic. Iconic, yeah. indeed. Um, but I don't think I saw that movie until after I saw Men in Black. Because I think I saw Men in Black, and then my dad was like, oh, you like Will Smith in an alien movie? You might like it. <laughs> like I, your very own Netflix. Yes. Nice. <laughs> you Netflix. may enjoy. Um, so that's, uh, so I, and I think I've only seen it one time. Whoa. And so what? everything, I feel like everything I know about it or remember from it is like from things that I've heard from other people. <laughs> like I know Jeff Goldblum is in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Paxton is the president. Mm. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Yeah. Okay. Bill Pullman is the president. And I only know that because there's always a debate on whether Bill Paxton is Bill Pullman. Right. We <laughs> yeah. have had that debate on the show. Yeah, we yeah. have. People get confused. This is for sure Bill Pullman. Okay. Yes. Yes, it would be a very different speech if it were Bill Paxton. Yeah. That is so good. Oh, man. Ooh, speaking of weird merchandise, Beth just reminded me that I remember getting a uh, DVD-ROM game oh. in, like, a box of cereal for this movie. And we were like, oh, cool. It's like, we thought it'd be, like, a cool alien whatever game because of the trailers for the yeah. movie. Uh, it was not. <laughs> it was very dumb and very buggy. Very difficult to play. Yeah, a yep. free cereal game. Yeah. <laughs> <What was laughs> I don't think it even think involved. They that to release? I think it honestly wasn't even like fly around and shoot aliens. It was like you are Jeff Goldblum trying to hack into the mothership, and it was literally just like <laughs> clicking around. It was like a puzzle game, oh. but like really bad. And oh, the hacking in this so is good. delightful. So good, delightful movie computers. Yes, where I believe so. This is jumping way to the end. It's fine, but. The, they have to bring down the mothership shield, so Jeffy G and Willie Smith ride up in a uh, stolen alien ship yeah. um, with a MacBook and just upload a virus with just like a single button that says upload virus. And then they're like, <laughs> I think there appears, I want to say on the alien's terminal, like a laughing face or like a skull and crossbone appears. That and flashes. So much like Jurassic Park. Yeah. There's yeah. some kind of, there's definitely some sort of just like icon, like reminiscent of like, remember Mr. Yuck? Remember the Mr. Yuck stickers? No. What? None of you? Oh, I oh, do. Yeah, there I we go. Absolutely. What's Mr. Yuck? Well, Dan, since you grew up in California, yeah. you probably had nothing but harmless organic cleaning <laughs> solvents in all of your Yeah, we just use vinegar. Right. <laughs> The ocean breeze brushed everything clean. Uh, but people in the rest of the country will know that uh, there used to be a campaign where you would put Mr. Yuck stickers, which was a green uh, face, like smiley kind of face sort of emoji with a tongue sticking out. Yeah. And what that was is that was you taught your children that like if you see a bottle or a container with Mr. Yuck sticker on it, that means don't put that in your body, dummy. Oh, sure. <laughs> don't drink poison? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like it is, it's like an alien skull shape. Oh, really? Like, I feel like it's an alien 
face. You don't think it was like a Jeffy G joke? Like There is a Jeffy G joke. When he opens up his laptop, his laptop says, Good morning, Dave. Uh, oh, references. Yeah. Really? I get it. Yeah. Well, I don't remember that. I think in the movie it is. Nice. Which it would have been easy enough to write that in. Sure. That's I mean, it's not based on a true story, <laughs> as true. far as I know. Um, this is another sexy Jeffy G movie, right? Is this... How okay. many buttons on buttons? I know we already talked about this in Jurassic Park, and I already <laughs> forgot. But is this the movie where he's lounging with his shirt open and he's just glistening? Well, that's with JP. That was JP. Okay. Is it also this movie? Dan's <laughs> bet. Also this movie, he's lounging, recovering, and looking very hot. I hope so. There's definitely at least one moment in this movie where, like, it's at the end of the movie when, spoiler alert, humanity wins. Yeah. Oh. USA number one. Where, like, we are to believe that, like, like the movie at least purports, and I'm sure some people are okay with this, but others may have disagreed at the time, that in the way that Will Smith and Jeffy G are, like, doing their victory walk back to their loved ones, we are to understand that Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are equally as cool, equally <laughs> as sexy. <laughs> there is no difference between the two. Uh, they do smoke cigars. Yes, they do. Uh, victories? No, they think they're going to die. Oh. And so they're like, might as well light up. And then they do some fun comic waving at the alien. Right. Uh, that's way at the end, though. Yeah. Well, one of them is definitely smoking a cigar when they're doing the cool march. Yeah. Because I remember thinking, like, oh, weird that those are still, like, fine. We're fine with the cigars being cool. Well, I just meant like the cigars themselves like made it in their tumultuous journey back to Earth that they were still like, you know, in a good enough shape where like they could have perfectly rolled cigars sure. in their mouths. At one point, they're wearing. I can picture them wearing like a pilot suit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like a tan. Yep, pilot suit. Yeah, yep. And then it's maybe Will Smith, just like a white. Sleeveless top oh. underneath that. Sure, there's a lot that. of that. Do you think yeah. he does the? Do you think he does the tie mm-hmm. the top of the yeah, jumpsuit on his waist? Thing? Oh, for sure. Nice. Yeah, or at least it's just rolled down. Sure. That's a visual that I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Muscle T makes a lot of appearance, starting with the first scene. I, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna expand on that. Dan's bet. Will Smith is either in a full flight suit or a tight tee this entire movie. Mm. It's one or the other. You know what I mean? Dog tags? Does he have dog tags? Probably. He's yeah, in the he's military. He's in the Air, Air Force. Force. I mm-hmm. yeah. And he's just like a schmo. He's just a guy. Is he not like a test pilot? No, I, I think, think he's, he's just, just good a, at it. He's just like a good pilot, but just like your average Joe. Yeah. But I don't remember how he gets roped into it. Because he punched the alien. Oh, is he the one that finds the alien? Because he punched the alien. Uh, but doesn't he, does he dogfight with the alien? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then the alien, the alien murders his best friend, Harry Connick Jr. What? And that's why he's so pissed and punches the alien. It's like a goose moment? Kind of, yeah. Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. plays Will Smith's best pilot friend in this movie. They are bros. They love each other in a way that only military bros can. Wow. And he's super pissed when Harry Connick Jr. goes up in flames. Does but he's, like, celebratory when he punches that alien. Isn't he? Well, he's celebratory in that he's still alive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the alien is also alive, so he's pissed. Is that a cold open? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember mm-hmm. how this movie opens. Is it just Will Smith, like, saying goodbye to his daughter? I, I 
feel like I already covered this. It's like the opening scene. <laughs> I thought... Which one? <laughs> Wait. Like, he wakes up next to his wife. Who is his actual wife, right? Uh, I don't think it's Jada Pinkett. I think it is. Wait, wait, really? Jada Did you, Pinkett's wait, you already said this out loud? Well, yes. I don't know if you said it was the cold Because he walks out the, the door, well, the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's near the beginning. I feel like the cold... Isn't the beginning of the movie... The shadow of the ship coming across the moon, oh, and we watch the oh. Apollo plaque like quiver or something. Oh. That seems like a thing. That definitely happens in the movie. I believe that's oh. so open. Well, then I guess, but I don't is. know if that's like the exact opening scene. Wow! Like this is uh, this movie is built in sort of that like I mean it is built in sort of like the classic like invasion trope where it's like there's like at least twenty minutes where it's just like what's happening. You know what I mean? There's a lot of just people being like, oh, there's a strange something happening in space. And then Jeffy G, who's like a super hacker or something, but also runs a TV station. Yeah, he's a journalist, right? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> he's a journalist, runs a TV station, and hacks. Well, it's something where it's like, I feel like there's a, he either has a conflict with his dad. He has a lot of family conflicts in this movie. Yeah. He either oh. has a conflict with his dad or his wife or ex-wife where it's like, you could have been something, but oh, instead you're a TV man or ex-wife. something. Because the, um, sorry, uh, so in the... I can't get out of my head, X-wing fighter, ex-wife, but it doesn't. It's not helpful. Okay, so, um, but there's a whole other speaking of family issues. There's yeah. a whole other bad dad out in the desert yes. who's an alcoholic who's Correct. fallen from grace. Randy and, Quaid. Randy yeah, Quaid. And his kids want to be able to look up to him. Yep. And he yeah. tries to live up to their expectations, and eventually he does. In the most the, suicidal manner possible. The ultimate expectation live up. Yes. <laughs> By saving all of humanity. Yeah. I mean, or that's cool. most of humanity. Or a chunk of humanity. I guess Jeffy the G and Will Smith save all oh, of humanity. Oh, that's right. Because he, he buys them time. Well, he's yes, the final one. He buys them time. That's no, right. Right? Don't. Because they take down the shields so sure. then Randy Quaid can fly into it because oh. they're out of missiles. Oh, right. And then. So that blows up the mothership. No, the mothership's up in space because it's so big. Oh, it blows up the beam ship. Yeah. But there's a bunch of beam ships all around the world. Oh, but then they have to blow up that mothership. Ooh, but I think, I think there's a. I think they blow up the mothership to take the shields off of the beam ships. Yeah, and then Dan's bet there is a random one line extra who is like part of the military who's like he's figured out their weakness. Like he's like they give Randy Quaid's character like oh he figured out how to take the ships down Ah. in like one fell swoop. And I think there is like an expository line of just like shoot that part or something. But the reason, whole reason he has to fly into the ship is because they run out of missiles. Yes. Like, yeah. everybody's being a pilot. Yeah. Because the Bill shields Pullman. aren't down yet, and they keep shooting missiles. Oh, Bill Pullman gets in and flies, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the president. He's yes. the president. Like he's like, ex-Air Force. Yeah, every last person, and then Randy Quaid says, I'm a pilot. Right. I can fly. But then it's a humor joke, because he's also, like, weirdo. He's a crazy alcoholic. Yeah. In life and in this movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think... Yeah, I think Mothership gets blown up first and then Beam Ship. Because they got to take out their shields. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope the Mothership gets to talk to some other Mothership, because <laughs> otherwise, I don't think this is going to pass the Bechtel Wallace. Whoa! Hold. Well, there's two wife characters yes. who I better named. Yes. I'm going to say they it does pass. <gasps> oh, because, because the president's wife talks to. Will Smith's wife? Yes. And they talk about, like, themselves. Oh, because Will Smith's wife has to get through a tunnel. Yeah. 
Oh, a tunnel of doom. And she, it's like, runs into situation. the first lady who's dying or Oh, something. yeah, and saves her life. And they, like, talk about something that isn't their husbands. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they talk about their husbands, okay. but I'm pretty sure they also talk about themselves. Yeah. I hope so. I think it's And a she's got a little too. boy. Yeah. Not the president's wife. Yeah. Will Smith's wife. Who I yeah. hope is named. Is it Jaden? I really don't think it is. No, he'd be is it too early. Yeah, he would have been. I think it is not born yet. Holding hard to Jada Pinkett Smith, Pinkett at this point probably. Oh, what? You think this is where they met. <gasps> yeah. Oh. This is their independence from the Scientology singlehood. Singlehood. Day? <laughs> <laughs> Are they both Scientologists? Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> Willie Smith. Yeah, I think so. I've never heard that before in my life. Mm. Oh, I feel I, like that's, that's pretty high profile. That's bet. They're... Tweet at us. Yeah. Will Smith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Channing Tatum. Or Channing Tatum. <laughs> you know. Will Smith Scientologist or Will Smith No Scientologist. Yeah. I like it. Will Smith's son's big on Twitter. That's Should true. Tweet at him? Yeah. yeah. Your, your dad is Scientologist? Question mark? <laughs> and then I'll probably just send a link for Google that. Let me Google that Hashtag for you. Google it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, as we've now set a precedent, <coughs> any celebrity wants to respond directly to us just with the hashtag Google it. Yeah, I will give them a retweet yeah. with a thumbs up emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Yeah. Huge. And then I'll tweet again after I've Googled it. <laughs> Maybe I'll tag them. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. If you have enough characters. Yeah, yeah if I've got enough. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, ooh. I feel like there is a point where, like, Jeff Goldblum is, like, trying to... He's looking at, like, the weird signal that's coming from space. Yeah. I think he literally does, like, movie typing, where he's just typing very fast to hack something. Yeah. And, like, t- turns the weird symbols into a countdown clock. Because he's the one that figures out it's a countdown clock. Oh, because they're receiving Because they're all synchronizing, signal? so they're going to blow up everything at once. Oh, yeah. Neo. And I think he actually just goes like, oh my god, and just does, does like a weird little type on a computer, and then like all the crazy symbols turn into like normal numbers. I believe that. <clears throat> what do the beams do? What do you mean? Like, they destroy. They, but, like, there are beams on the buildings, but yeah. they're just, from what I remember, they're just beams of light. But they have to, like, yeah, are they like a target? Like, like, a, like a laser? No, like, they blow them up. They're the actual weapon. Yeah. Oh. I think it like. But then why is it on the White House? Because it's blowing up the White, White House. House. They blow up the White House. Yeah. That's like this psychotic scene in the movie. They blow up so many monuments. Oh, that's right, because there are people standing on top of a tall building, and they really do as close up on this one extra that I really felt for when I watched it the first time. And she's so excited. Oh, she's a colleague of somebody. Oh yeah, she's and they're a, like the aliens are our savior. They're like, what? Well, no, they're just like, welcome. We want welcome. And then this beam of light comes down. And they're like, oh, it's so beautiful, and they get blown up. Right. The whole building. Let's oh, try to name man. the. Iconic landmarks that are destroyed by the beam ships. Okay. Uh, White House. House. Oh, oh, oh uh, the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> the Eiffel Tower, yes. Empire State Building. Or the Chrysler Building. I feel like the Sphinx is in this. Oh. That would make sense. Isn't the Sphinx, it, isn't the Sphinx the one at the end where there's oh. like a dead ship next to the Sphinx to show like all the world is safe? Yeah, the Sphinx is safe. I'm going to say Sphinx is in it. <laughs> okay. Sphinx is safe. <laughs> But maybe a maybe oh, Los the Angeles, of Giza. like something Los Angeles, something Los Angeles, the Hollywood sign, maybe something. 
The airport. Does say Hollywood sign? The airport. The airport. Just the whole airport. Uh, what, Sydney Opera House? Sure. Yeah. I don't actually remember is. how many cuts they do when they <laughs> blow stuff up. I feel like there's a lot of... Does Mount Rushmore get blown up? Oh, that'd be amazing. That would be great. That might be it's not very Mars strategic. Attacks, oh, Mars Attacks. That might be the movie Mars Attacks. <laughs> that just is the movie Mars Attacks. <laughs> <laughs> Spaceship comes in, blows it up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what about like Big Ben? Mm. Yeah. Like For sure. It's got to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty Do good. Do they blow up the Great Wall of China? Oh, and maybe All Rio. Oh, that uh, big Jesus? Yeah. Oh, that big seems, Rio Jesus? That seems mean. It seems like they, that would be like, there'd be like some weird religious implications. Someone in the studio would be like, let's cut that. Yeah, what is this, <laughs> Romeo plus Julia? <laughs> exactly. I'll put Rio Jesus question mark. Yeah. Okay. I'm guessing it's going to be... Mostly first world countries showing being blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's how we American audiences know this is important and matters. <laughs> oh no! But they do, they do jump around at the end when they're yeah. like, "We figured out how to destroy them. Yeah. Send out the word," and everybody's like Morse coding everybody. Yeah. There's definitely like someone in like Korea or China. Yeah, there's yeah. East Asian countries, there's and there's definitely and there's definitely like some vaguely Middle Eastern place where they're like in a tent. Yeah, they're like the Americans have figured out how to blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm my bet on that part is kind of racist, <laughs> <laughs> like their representation of where the people are. Yeah, it's very likely. I'm going to put that down. <laughs> kind of racist. Just across the board, kind of racist. Kind of racist Morse code scene. Ooh, do we think uh, Jeff Goldblum's father character will be charming <gasps> oh, from Taxi. or irritating? That guy from Taxi, he's funny. In this movie, though? I think so. He's kind of a grumpy old Jewish man, right? Right. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, are we post- Grumpy Jewish men by this point, well, where now do. that we watch it at this year, we'll just be like, okay, I get it. Maybe. Poor Beth is wincing at the mention of Taxi. She doesn't know. You're aware of it, though. I know of Taxi. Sure. Yeah, he he's, was on I mean, he does so other stuff. He's straight man. He does other stuff. Danny DeVito. No. Yeah, no. None of Was he? That's a good yes. guess. He was in Taxi, yes. Okay. Danny DeVito was. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are we just listing the cast of Taxi now? Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Taxis. Those guys? Uh, that one guy. Some like attractive white man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of white white men. Yeah. You guys, a lot of white men. When Nailed we it. come back after the break, I'm going to tell you a story about Dear John. The movie? No. Oh. <laughs> a letter you sent to your sweetheart when he was at war? No. A, a terrible sitcom. Oh. oh. Yeah. Nice. I'm excited. With Jeffy G's dad in it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, starring Jeffy G's dad. Cool. Oh, great. So, what do you guys think? What do you think you're going to read it? How many Jeffy G's dads? <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that unit of measurement because it could go either way. Sure. It could like be more like, being bad. Yeah. Or, uh, I think I'm going to love it. This is what I think of this as one of my favorite movies. I haven't watched it in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I love almost all Roland Emmerich movies because <laughs> they're all just ridiculous blow em up movies. Yeah. Uh, but this one has data in it. Oh, oh the, the, the actor. Yeah, I thought you meant just like it has data. It has data, no. Like uh, there's numbers that they're yeah. analyzing. <laughs> I'm going to give it five Jeffy Whoa. G dads. Whoa. I feel bad we don't know his name. The well, actor's gonna, name. I, I can't quite access it, but. Yeah. I, I named three, three actors from Taxi. That was really good. That was really good. For Carol Kane. Taxi? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. She's in Taxi? Yeah. 
She plays, um, you know. Yep. Okay. Uh, I am going to give it four, uh, four what is the unit of measurement? Jeffy G's, G's dads. I'm going to give it four, and I'm going to tell you why. Normally, I give it three with some room to go up or down. <laughs> yeah. However, yeah. I feel that I have ruined the movie-going experience for Dan Jaquette probably four movies in a row. <laughs> so I am determined to enjoy this movie. Wow. wow. And to be supportive. So I'm giving it a four. You should follow your heart. If yeah. you want to hate everything, that's fine. I mean, I, I just, I'm concerned because I've seen it so recently, I'm afraid I'm going to be really bored. Mm. But you know what? That may not be this movie's fault, right? No, yeah, it probably is. So, I don't know. I think it's, in my heart of hearts, it's probably a three, three and a half, but I'm going to aim for four, and we'll see if it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Sure. I'm less grumpy. Sure. Uh, I'm going to take the Molly route and say three Jeffy's dads Ooh. with room to go either way, because my worry, like, I remember liking this a lot when I saw it when I was a kid, but my worry is that, like, it won't be the right amount of stupid for me to, like, really <laughs> enjoy it this time around, and it'll just be stupid. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. like, it'll just be, like, so dated that, like, there'll be a lot of stuff where it's just kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> um, however, I would like to add an addendum that I will give six Jeffy G's dads <laughs> to every scene that is Jeffy G-centric. Oh. I'm saying every scene, every time he is on camera, the movie will be improved. No matter how <laughs> good or bad the movie is overall, yeah. every scene with Jeffy G will be better than yeah. the rest. He's amazing. That's yeah. fair. Um, I clearly don't remember anything about this movie, so I'm going to give it five Jeffy yeah. Jeffy's Because it sounds like fun. Keep <laughs> listing all these fun people yeah. who are in it, and there are aliens and explosions. Right, and Tommy Lee Jones comes in what? with his suit yeah. and Wait, his little... Wait, black. Yeah. That's where I was born. I was making oh. a joke. Oh. <laughs> now I'm bummed out. Oh. <laughs> Take one of those Jeffy <laughs> <laughs> Because I introduced the idea that Tommy Lee yeah, Jones well, could now, have been in the movie. Now that he's not, I'm kind of bummed out about it. Oh, what about Data? Will you accept Data instead? Data's in it? Yeah. For sure. He's a right. kooky scientist. He's got I mean, crazy hippie hair. I'm I'm going for five. Five for wow. fun. Okay. Yeah, five, five for fun. fun. Oh, I like Love it. it. And with that, we're going to hit pause, go watch Independence Day, and then we'll be right back. Um. Um. Uh, uh, um. 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 Welcome back. We just watched 145 minutes of Independence Day, which was mostly good. All right. Wow. I'd give 45 of those minutes uh, five stars. It's kind of premature at this point, isn't it? All right. It's kind of like so, how we end the show normally. <laughs> so 100 minutes of them, not, not good. five stars. Not five. But not bad. All right. But, you know, you can be a not five-star general and still be a really good leader. Yeah. Sure. And you can be a, like, pretty good movie, but only have, like, a couple of scenes where you're like, that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this movie was released in 1996. Who said that? I nailed it. Boom. Yeah. Dang. I was off by two years. So uh, you were, at least you took a shot, though. Yeah. Like, I was seven people. years old when this movie came um, out. I believe I predicted that the Olympics happened in 1996. Sure. <laughs> we didn't look that up. <laughs> But I believe that is true. Oh, no, I think I already lost the bet about the thing I was going to look up. Oh. We'll find out. You, Molly, you had some quick bets as someone who didn't remember the movie <laughs> well. One, there would be the line, Welcome to Earth, for sure. For sure. Yes. Um, and then followed up um, with another one-liner immediately. Talk yeah. about 
That's what I call a close encounter. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Will Smith was just, just zinging them off. Double whammy. Zing, zing, zing. So many zings. Mm-hmm. Then you also thought the movie opened in L.A. with Will Smith. That was not true at all. You were off by like 25 minutes. 20, yeah. I think it's pretty interesting. Will Smith, top build for this movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's the biggest star. I mean, Jeffy G. Come on. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> but still to have the one who's top build not even show up yeah. for 25 minutes, like the last of the major characters to even appear, mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I wonder if everybody just... Jumped out of their seats when he appeared on screen. Like, stood up and clapped? Yeah. Finally. Finally. I had forgotten he was supposed to be in this movie. (laughs) Yeah, give me a hot dog. (laughs) They're in New York? Yeah. Okay. Because uh, it opens there, you know, oh, select sure. markets. Yeah, right, of course. But Dan, Dan Linden was absolutely right that it starts with the moon yeah. and specifically the Apollo plaque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Michael yeah. Collins, dead center. Yeah. Nice. You didn't get to step on the moon, but you're center screen for Independence Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, airplane to the center of the ship. Good job. Oh, thank Nailed you. It. I mean, technically it was a spaceship. Oh. oh, wait, are you talking about, wait, which one are you talking about? When Randy Quaid. Oh, Quaid's, yeah, that one. That's uh, me, boys. So they tried Quaid. a different, <laughs> they tried a different variation uh, where they had him in his crop plane fly into the center of the oh, alien really? ship. Yeah, they Whoa. tried, because there, there was some alternative storyline with the idea that uh, old technology was still able to take down new technology. Sure. But when you look at it, it just looks so extra dumb. Yeah. And you don't realize how much you suspend your sense of disbelief to watch a, you know, an F-16 yeah. fly into the bottom of an yeah. alien ship. But seeing a crop duster plane right. just truly, truly is hard to get behind. Yeah, it's weird how there is that threshold of your brain. Like, I had a moment watching the new Ghostbusters movie mm-hmm. where I actually had a moment, like, in the middle of the movie, I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. But then immediately the thought, like, <laughs> thinking about, like, what movie I was watching, I was like, oh, shut up. That doesn't matter. Which part wouldn't make sense in this movie? That a plane could fly straight up? It can do that. No, it's just the visual discord of like a crop duster. A crop duster plane. <laughs> oh, sure. And and the alien the technology, it suddenly seems dumb. Wait, so in a way that with a F sixteen, it looks cool. Well, not only oh. that, but like, wouldn't that mean then that, that in the alternative version, they were like, "Hey, drunk, we're gonna strap some missiles to your crop duster so you can join the fleet." No, I think there's no missiles. I that doesn't just, make any sense then. Well, no, because the, there's like, no explosives on the plane. Well, I, you know what? You know what? I don't fuel. know. Fuel. I think on. it's he's hitting the big beam and the beam backfires and that's what blows it up. I guess. It like reverses the power and turns it back upon I thought it was because there was still like explosives on the plane and then the... I think that's 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 what they added to our puny brains to comprehend. <laughs> I think it's the big it's your Star Wars moment of ah. like blow up this one tiny thing right. and it's a chain reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And so there'd be fuel on the crop duster. Well, and I guess, like, when they blow up the buildings earlier in the movie, like, they kind of show that the way that weapon works, it sort of, like, uses the mass of whatever it's shooting at to kind of just, like, expand and create more stuff. So I guess if that point... You know what I mean? Like, a building exploding. Yeah. Like, one building. If the Empire State Building exploded, it wouldn't take out most of the city without some sort of... You, you know what I mean? So that energy weapon was clearly like adding energy to that piece of mass. 
Oh, that's you know not saying? how I read it at all. I get what you're saying. I thought it was just like, oh, here's like a not that great version of the beam. Yeah. And then it's still warming up. <laughs> now we'll turn up the juice. Uh-huh. And now we'll really blow it up. Okay. I didn't think it was affecting the mass of the buildings. So I don't know. Well, here's I just the thing, different though. levels of laser. Sure. If you are an alien uh, species that yeah. wants to take over all the natural resources of planet Earth. Yeah, 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 yeah. To me, it seems like for sure you would take out the military installations. But then it seems like you would want to like leave as much of the Earth's resources intact. You mean the verdant resources out. of Los Angeles, California? Well... Okay, all right, Los Angeles, fine. Well, uh, but you know what I mean? Like, what's the point of blowing up the Eiffel Tower? Okay, not the Eiffel Tower, the Empire State Building. I don't know, it's just a bunch of buildings. What do they care? Uh, they can melt that glass. They can dust? melt that glass and steel down and use it to build something, right? What? No, I don't they want, like, the clean water and stuff? That's the clean awesome. water of Manhattan, New York? <laughs> Yeah, they want uh, all that, I don't know, iron ore. What resources do they want? Food? I don't know. Everything, right? He said they're like they, locusts. They probably like char. Ooh, yeah. Oh. That's their, their resource. Just char. Uh, yeah, just anything what? that's been burned. Me with a marshmallow? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. I can buy into that world. All right. Well, I mean, you know, it's like if when, okay. I don't know. I feel like if you're gonna take something over and just use it for your whims, like you're gonna accept like if chunks of it have to blow up, right? Yeah. Um, like a, as a percentage of the surface of the Earth, right? Even all the major cities is Not still pretty small. If you didn't get blown up and you were what you considered a major city, would you be offended? Yes. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Well, like a Charlotte, North Carolina? Yeah, like, we have banking. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> banking. Or Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah. I do enjoy the fact city. that, like, there was that point, like, halfway, like, a, maybe, like, 10, 15 minutes after they first blew stuff up, where the head military guy, Dan's favorite actor, Robert, Robert Loja, Ba- like specifically name checked like other pretty big cities that the ships were now <laughs> heading towards. Yeah, Philly and like Boston. It, yeah, and it was very much just like here's some other cities that you've heard of. <laughs> They'd probably get blown up too. Yeah. I think they just picked like the top six by population. Probably, yeah, probably. <laughs> just like Mad Libs living, yeah. Mad living it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It does. I mean, if they really knew like everything about. The way things work, yeah. I kind of agree that the first stops would be, like, D.C. makes a lot of sense, yes. the government. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, like, more military places, like, why didn't the Pentagon get exploded? Didn't it? That would have been a good visual, too. Yeah, it would have. Uh, and other stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I guess they said they blew up NORAD, but yeah. that was, like, seemed like a round two. Yeah. You know? What's NORAD? Mm, I don't know some military nah. radar place. Ooh. Is that where they are in war games? Something. I'm gonna say it's something. Operations. Rad. Radar. radar. Army. Tweet at us. Yes. <laughs> at Pod. Hashtag what that NORAD. Or you just want to tell us? Oh, I just I know why I know what NORAD is. Ooh. Because it's men in black. No, Santa. Oh. What? what? Oh, right. Like, they always... Oh, yeah. They always report 
I don't remember how it works, but they like report where Santa Claus is. Yes. Oh, the radar. Yeah. yeah. So um, North North American Aerospace Defense Command. Oh. Hashtag already done. Okay. Wow. Right. Well, sorry, Twitters. <laughs> if someone got it in, though. Oh yeah. That's quick. Cool. Oh fingers. wow. So they took out radar. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That killed all the radars. But then that also wasn't that the exact same moment where they're like, oh, they killed the vice president. Yeah, he was at NORAD. I Why? Think. Was that like the most secure location nearby? I think so. Isn't that the one that's like in a mountain in Colorado? I don't know. I just assume everything's in a mountain in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might be thinking of wherever they go in war games. Oh, I missed that the vice president was gone. And well, the Joint that... Chiefs. Yeah. Well, yeah. After... So that... Bunch of the government got taken. It was like essentially Whoa. anyone who would have been next up to become president. Yeah, and Bill Pullman still got in a plane. Right. Yeah. That's borderline. For his country. For the species. Yeah. Uh, Remember that speech? How it wasn't about America anymore. It was, it was about, about humanity. And I mean, it was still kind of about America. Well, I mean, sure. Like, best country. I mean, like clearly at the like after the credits roll that movie there's that's definitely a point where like Bill Pullman or Robert Lodge like gets on the Morse code it's like you guys totally owe us though right yeah big time yeah remember World War 1 and 2 and now this yeah <laughs> we're saving your ass 24-7 world <laughs> and then they would probably write back uh and here are some other conflicts to keep in mind also that did not go as well sure yeah probably but then we'd be like shut up we took out a mothership well yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> then we'd all high five yeah Smoke our Smoke cigars. cigars. <laughs> we oh. should talk about the cigars. Oh, this man, movie. what was Canada doing when all this was happening? That's a great question, actually. <laughs> they probably <laughs> were not attacked at all. <laughs> Everybody's still fine up there. They're fine. Maybe if we had stayed at the end of the credits, there's a point where, like, the Prime Minister of just like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> checks the news, like, gets yeah. up in the morning, yawns, checks yeah. the news. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. It's looking grim out there. Send some care packages. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Canada. Oh. The best. The best. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bill Pullman is in this movie. Yeah. Yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. Great president. He had such an interesting way of delivering some of those lines. Like, every once in a while, he just had this very weird inflection choice. Okay, but... Do you know what I'm saying? No, because Jeff Goldblum was in this movie, and no. he has the weirdest way of speaking. I didn't say he was the so weirdest. Anyone, anyone next to him... Just sounds like a typical. Do you think Bill Pullman felt some like peer pressure oh, to so. keep up with a little bit? He probably he's probably did his first. I bet his first scene was with Jeffy G. He was just like, God damn it, motherfucker's gonna steal the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, he'll throw some odd pauses in where, it because there were a couple moments where he's like, when he's like, there's no spaceship. It's like, why did you say it like that? Why, why did you do that? Well, I felt like there was a lot of Batman slash raspy voice. For, from Pullman? Just Pullman, yeah. Oh, generally. I think he was, yeah, he was pulling in some Robert Loja rasp. Mm-hmm. And some, <laughs> some weird Jeffy G pausing. <laughs> so he basically just saw these incredible actors next to him. He's just like, well, i got to keep up. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Well, he just wants to blend, you know, wants to make a cohesive film. Sure. Wants to blend all the styles of yeah. acting. What if that was the direction? <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing if everyone ever was like, listen. <laughs> These two goofballs. I love what they're doing. Do something somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hope that's what happened. Mm-hmm. For sure it did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
there was a laughing skull when hacking. Yeah. Yeah. At first, I was worried it wasn't going to be, as I predicted, uh, appearing on the view screen of the alien. Yeah. Because when they upload the virus with the upload virus button. <laughs> the upload virus progress, progress bar. bar. <laughs> Although, to be fair, in the behind that, yeah. there was like a terminal window with like just text that yeah. looked like it could have been code. It did look like actual... Like, there was at least the kind of, like, like you know, symbols and, like, wrapping yeah. that looked like actual yeah, code. There's yeah, there's some indentation when he pulled up the laughing skull. Uh, but he also apparently took the time to write, like, a UI for his thing rather than just hacking away at yeah. it. Which I'm always amused by. Yeah. We knew that the, it had, the virus had been... Uh, Downloaded completely because it said, or excuse me, uploaded. Please, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Val. Because it said upload complete, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. And then if that wasn't clear, we then cut to one of the like 800 Dan Linden MVPs in this movie, (laughs) where there was one of the two Air Force, or I'm sorry, Area 51 guys on the radio, and he also said upload complete to Robert Loja. Gave him a big thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah, that guy was the best. There were so many MVPs in this movie. Oh, man. Yeah. I the, know uh, Let's talk about it. <laughs> you have just one? Well, Go there were it. a lot, but there was just one moment in the movie that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Which was, um, so uh, Vivica A. Fox is Will Smith's yeah. uh, love interest slash wife. At, soon to be. Yeah. Soon, soon to be. be. Um, Not Jada Pickett. And that hard on that failed. <laughs> <laughs> um. And she and her son are running away from a flame in a tunnel, like yes. Molly predicted. Yes. <laughs> and they run into they get a um, they get a door open in the tunnel, so they are kind of out of the way from this like flame shooting through the tunnel. And they call to their dog, and the dog hears them and runs towards them, and then jumps with like a flame in the background. Yeah. Which I really, really enjoyed that action shot with a dog. <laughs> it was really good. And just the dog, too. That's yeah. what was amazing I mean, about that it. dog was an action star for that moment, <laughs> yeah. and thus is my MVP. Nice. Yeah, you don't often see the jumping from explosion with animals. Yeah. And it was great. It was really good. This dog looks so happy, too. Yeah, it was like... Cool on the cucumber. Yeah. Yeah. That dog, like, all the cars are exploding in that tunnel. People are (laughs) screaming and running, presumably, like, falling over. And the dog just plants. Yeah. Gets out of the car and just waits until his name is called. So well behaved. Yeah, very well behaved. Versus... Uh, my dog during this movie barking at us yeah. and like shuffling back waiting for something to happen. She was into the movie. Yeah. It was tense. Yes. Yeah. One of our theories is that she was thrown off by, as Beth pointed out, all of the cat noises that the alien seemed to make. Anytime the alien was like hit by something, it'd be like, <laughs> Yeah, I had never noticed that before. And it's... It was a bunch of screaming cats for yeah, sure. Most cat of noise. the time. Because yeah. I first noticed it for the first time this time with the. Um, the very first time that the uh, human planes go out to meet them and mm-hmm. all of the little alien planes come out yeah. Yeah. before they do a dog fight, ah. there is like tons of cat noise. <laughs> oh, during the fighter? No, where, they, where they're all expelling from the mothership or the big ship or whatever. Oh, it's yeah, like... Yeah. Rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> Which is kind of a funny thing to imagine that... They were all just cats. They're just angry alien cats. Yeah. yeah. I like it. I wanted to eat all the natural resources. I have to say, though, I mean, I understand they had to totally dehumanize them by have them reveal their motivations as just to kill. Yeah. 
and to, you know, end the human species. Yeah. But it still seemed like maybe some of them could have been nice or just sort of administrators, you know what I mean? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, they definitely, I mean, but those ones weren't the ones flying the ships, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure they were the ones back on the mothership just being like, Reg, go clean up Squad C or whatever. And he's just grumble and grab his space mop. Oh, whatever. I wonder what they eat. Oh, on the ship? There were so many questions left unanswered. That's a good question, actually. Well, I guess from the last planet? Our natural resources. Yeah. So, so clearly cows? they eat similar char. things. Char. <laughs> they char. But yeah, cows, cattle mutilation is a big alien thing. Oh. I guess that's why the ship is so big, because they probably like do the math. They're like, okay, we have this much natural resource of this planet left, and they load it all up into the ship and then start heading to the next one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like an arc. Yeah. Or like a scavenger. What? Like a scavenger ship. Oh, like on the seas, the Sargasso Sea. Okay, that's like out pirates? of cooler than what, what I was are we talking thinking. about? What sure, are you yeah, pirates. What were you thinking? <gasps> Alien pirate cats. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all are. Puss in Boots. <laughs> it's just Puss in Boots, except <laughs> terrifying and at a massive They're scale. Also really tentacly. So tentacly. Yeah. But only on the exoskeleton, right? Oh, they didn't have the tentacles, right? Or did they have tentacles too? Oh, that's the biotechnology that's protecting them? Uh, I'm trying to remember the tube ones. Yeah. They had just really long limbs? Yeah, they right? were... Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't clear. I couldn't really tell on the ones that were like in those tubes. Yeah. Like they had, they had ones that had crashed on Earth and they had them preserved in tubes and yeah. it wasn't really clear what was happening. Yeah, like half their body was all messed up. Yeah. So. Um, I did really enjoy that scene though when they're at Area 51 and the one alien gets a hold of... Uh, data. 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 Brent Spiner. And is controlling his voice. Yeah. Um, that was pretty cool. cool. And I knew it was going to scare me, so I didn't look at the screen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I could, I don't know, you can sense those moments, like, something is going to pop out of me right now. Yeah, I mean, when there's a chamber full of gas, <laughs> yeah. and everyone already got attacked by tentacles. And then and you've an already seen the, the shoulder shot that yeah. lasts forever. Yeah. And Bill Pullman, like, literally, like, puts his face up against yeah. the glass. The sound cuts out yeah. completely. I absolutely knew it was going to happen, and we just <laughs> talked about it, and I still jumped out of my skin. Yes, you did. Yeah, I agree. That scene was good. And I remember uh, when I watched it when I was younger, also thinking it was really cool and creepy. And, like, the... I don't know. My mind was, like, very fascinated with the idea of, like, the telepathic alien had to, like, use Brett Spiner to talk. Yeah. But it was using his body to talk. Yeah. I remember being like, oh, shit, yeah, they would have to do that. Yeah, I also had that reaction. Yeah. And also that one sergeant is, like, so dumb, right? Like, oh, Fred Spider's plastered up against it. He's like, release me. He's yeah. like, get him out of there. <laughs> get him out of there, you guys. It's like, no, wait, look. His entire neck is tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, buddy. That's why he's not in charge. Yeah. yeah. Can we go back to the laughing skull in the mothership thing? Because <laughs> I actually yeah. don't understand how that works now. Because, like, the way you thought it was going to go down made sense to me. We're like, virus uploaded laughing skull but the way it actually worked was virus uploaded we're just gonna hang out in the ship for a while then when they launch the nuke the laughing skull shows up i think he i think the laughing skull was just a flourish because he types in like curly brace yeah whatever shutdown shield jolly roger yeah um oh right and that was just like put it on the screen he just yeah. So right. that was just flare. Oh, right. Yeah, because Will Smith is actually on the press the button that shot the nuke. Yeah. So those are actually 
not actually they were related, but only thematically related. Yeah, right. Okay, got it. Well, did they have to? Did they upload the virus, but then didn't initiate it until they put the nuke in there? Well, they initiated they it because that's like what put the shields window. down. Yeah, no, the shields of what? The other ships. Oh, the other ships. Yeah. But the Jolly Roger was yeah. just like a thing that after he built that UI yeah. to show people that the shields were being taken down, he yeah. then was like, what if I made this laughing skull thing <laughs> yeah. also? I'll just put some added functionality that's purely cosmetic. <laughs> yeah. I guess, let's think of it this way. When he had that idea, he was crazy drunk. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, when he's inspired to make a virus, he was already super drunk. So maybe a lot of that just came from him just being like... In this weird, like, booze-fueled mania of just, like, and then we'll make a skull graphic that laughs at the aliens. Yeah. I guess he already had the skull graphic because it was on the loading but upload bar. Right. Um, so he just had to, you know, know where that file lived. Yeah. And he guess he's already got a function that sends images to their view screen. Why that was pre-written, I don't know. But... It makes sense to it. He probably had some other code where he had to, he just copy pasted sure, yeah, some other program and put together. Well, I mean, yeah. he was he did go to MIT for eight years. So, oh, you guys, you learned a lot of code at MIT in eight years, right? Yeah, yeah enough to be a cable guy. Am I right? Yeah. What is his job? It seemed like he was in some way responsible for like the broadcasting elements of a broadcasting station. Okay, so he's sort of like IT at a TV station. Maybe, yeah. I mean, a very high level. Yeah, like Antenna like, Master, is that a sa- title? Satellite Man. Yeah. I think if he were an IT person at a low level who was used to clearing viruses off of people's PCs, he would have had that idea a lot sooner. Right. Ooh, yeah, he sure. must have worked at like a direct TV kind of company, but he was the one making sure that the TV continue to direct itself towards people's homes. All right. Mm-hmm. So he's right? like a satellite yeah. software engineer type guy. Because he's the guy who was like, oh, the satellites are all weird. Let me figure out the, oh, I found this one sheet of binary code I'm going to print out <laughs> that I could then turn into a countdown clock. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fair enough. Cool. Why is his it- dad so dismissive of that? That seems like... Because he went to MIT for, for eight, eight years. years. That's like, I don't know. It seems like a pretty good job. Well... Maybe I'm... Even less ambitious than Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, and maybe there are just, you know, un, unmet expectations from his cynical elderly father, who, as we learn later, has sort of, you know, taken a more bitter view of life since his wife died. Yeah. But it was reinforced by... Um... His wife? Yes, ex-wife. thank you. Yeah. Who was like, you didn't do anything. Why are you ambitious? Yeah. yeah, I just feel like, what did she want him to do? I guess she's press secretary. Yeah. Like, so maybe she was like, you could be like like America's America. satellite man. Sure. Like, we could work in the White House you together. You could work in NORAD. Ooh! Oh, then he would have been dead. Oh. Uh, yeah. So yeah, ex-wife. Well, actually, ex-wife. if he had been a NORAD, he would have solved this thing That's right away. Point. That's And true. he certainly would have been able to get a message to the president. By the way... If you only get two minutes with the president, yeah. I say, just out with it. Right. Like, why did he show up at the White House, get all the way in, and then be like, he's not going to want to talk to me? Right. He, like, turns into, like, a 15-year-old girl. Because he is in that moment, because they have that weird relationship where he punched him in the head. You know, they just did not sell me on that being that big a problem. No, that was kind of one. That was just there. I thought that phrasing was weird. Punch in the head? Yeah. yeah. Instead of, like... So he, he just punched him, like, in the back of the head? <laughs> Probably. I mean, uh, okay, picture it's Jeff Goldblum, right? Yeah. Jeff Goldblum, this character, Jeff Goldblum, the satellite man. Yes. He's probably not going to know how to throw a punch very well. 
So he's going to hit around his head? He probably built... Here's what I'm picturing. Bill Pullman was talking to him, and then he's like, can you believe this guy? And, like, turned away from Jeff Goldblum, and then he went like, huh! Okay. Or, like, you know, in Fight Club, when Ed Norton punches Brad Pitt for the first time? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. Have you not seen Fight Club? Are you you asking her? Because I've seen it. (laughs) That was a joke that fell flat. (laughs) Oh, I get what you're talking about. Fight Club. (laughs) I thought you were maybe talking about how he's actually punching himself. Some of us yes. are trying to have a real conversation about movies, but Okay, well... <laughs> he says... I was making a reference to the movie that we were talking about. I get it. He says, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. Right. Uh-huh. And then he punches him, but he gets him in the ear because he doesn't know how to punch well. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, oh, you got to be right in the ear. Same idea. Like that. Yeah. Maybe that's why Jeffy G always keeps his shirt open now. Because maybe the first time when he tried to punch a woman, his shirt was fully buttoned. Yeah. And he was too constricted yeah. to get that reach. He does look amazing. He looks amazing. He's got like a loose flannel tucked in, unbuttoned almost all the way down. And don't leave it out. I'm getting there. A tight (laughs) A shirt. Tight. And then like a like a beaded choker necklace. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then some like extra bracelets. Some bracelets and probably like pleated khakis. Oh cool. (laughs) And he is I had forgotten about this, but he is like Big on the environment. Yeah. Like, 1996, we've just figured out recycling can happen. <laughs> yeah. This movie was, like, a pro-recycling propaganda film. Yeah, I wonder if they got a grant from, like, the Ooh. Recycling Association. Maybe. It was like, you have to have a pro-recycling character in your movie. Well, because then we can see how far he unravels that he tries to trash the earth. Oh, well, because he's so upset about he's the so nuke upset. going off. Because yeah. he's like a no-nuke, save-the-whales type. Yeah, Yeah. well, and I would say a nuclear weapon is a poor idea. And clearly only employed in for desperate times or whatever. Right. But yeah, he does that whole thing where he trashes all the... Oh, you know, that makes me think about space junk. Right? Space junk is really dangerous. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how much space junk would get left over from, from gravity blowing up. So much. Over and over. It's <laughs> another movie I didn't like. About space? Because it's about space. Everybody liked that movie except me and my <laughs> wife. <laughs> me and... Meh. And Beth. Yeah, yeah, I didn't love it. it. I didn't enjoy all the mansplaining. I don't remember that. From George Clooney? Yes. Yeah. It's like 90 minutes of mansplaining. <laughs> George Clooney comes in and he's like, I'm a ghost. <laughs> Here's what's happening. Yeah. I thought it was fine. <laughs> oh, all, right. all right. Moving all on. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Space uh, Junk. So we've all seen that movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, I actually thought of that as like they're watching the fireworks at the end. It's just mm-hmm. like some of those mothership chunks are going to cause some problems. Yeah, for a right? long time. Well, like even in the immediate, like someone's going to get hit by one of those. Oh, right? yeah. It looked like... I guess they got pretty small. Yeah, judging from the explosion space... Uh, it looked like the pieces were pretty small. I guess, I guess that was small. just the first... The like, outer ring. There's got to be like a chunk of it that's just like slowly decaying in orbit, though, right? Sure. Maybe at the beginning. I haven't seen Maybe the new one. Maybe it burns one. up, although it's designed to not burn up. Isn't it? Is it, though? Presumably. The mothership, doesn't go, but the mothership doesn't go into the atmosphere, right? It just stays out in orbit. It doesn't it? have to go out of an atmosphere at some point? Maybe they built it they in built space. They built it in space. Yeah. Mm, all right. Maybe because it's alien technology, when it's destroyed, it dissolves. Ooh. And goes through another dimension. He's <laughs> just going through all of them. Could be. Just Every the possibility. Space junk dimension. Yeah. You don't think that ship's gonna land? Like once everybody's 
killed off and no, it's got to land? Because no, how are they going to put all this stuff in the Because they resources? showed when Jeffy G and Will Smith were flying through it, he was like, look at all these millions of other aliens, and they were all lined up to go into other slightly larger ships to go down to Earth. So they've got all these like barge ships right, that then come up to the mothership. You're not going to land something that's a quarter the size sure. of the moon. It's like a space station. It's crazy that's no pants. moon. Ah. Star Wars. This had some Star Wars. For sure. I, don't know, I, won't, I won't call them homages, but like. Nods. Nods, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty big nods. The giant ship. Yeah. Going over, uh, blowing up one thing to blow up the rest of it. The uh, the like cuts between pilots being like this guy number doing something yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah that. they always I, maybe this is how actual planes <laughs> no happen <laughs> but they all like said their name and then the name of their missile I like which chunk which piece of the which uh, tube was getting they'd say like Eagle that. twenty Fox three yeah. or something like that um, but I thought Eagle was the squadron yeah so they were all their equals. Name. Is Fox their missiles? I thought they were saying box. Like, they're, oh. they're opening box whatever to let the missile out. That makes way more sense. I thought it was Fox. Also, they were Eagle Squadron because they were being led by the President of the United States. Is he always Eagle One? I mean, I <laughs> know. He's in a fighter plane. I, I don't know if there's any precedent for if the President of the United States is in a fighter jet. Well, if he's in a fighter jet, that's Air Force One. Because oh, Air Force true. One is whatever oh, the President is in. Cool. That's right. Do you think he brought one of those lamps onto the jet with him? Those oh, are nice. Those are nice are lamps nice. on that Air Force yeah. One. Do you know Air Force One has three thousand square feet of space over three levels? I did three. And it has two kitchens that can feed a hundred people what? at a time. Now, that's Air Force One. Air Force One, the the plane that is commonly referred to as Air uh, Force One. Okay. Oh, I see. But wait, what do they call it when the president isn't on it? Yeah, it's got to have a name when he's not on it. U.S. It's, plane. It's right. waiting around playing. Just waiting around playing? Yeah, does it have a second designation? Like I don't know. Yeah, what do they call it if it's flying to get Ready? the president? I think... Uh, Maybe they call I it noticed empty. at one point, it's like they have certain names for whatever the... The cargo or the people is? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, because the, the vice president flies on a very similar plane, and they might actually switch between the two. And that's mm-hmm. Air Force Two, right? I believe so. With the VPs on it. I think so. Mm. Tweet at us. Yeah. Uh, win that plane one. And you can also two. win <laughs> that plane win one. Down? Like yeah. the number one. Like when is it one? When is it one? Okay. Uh, no? I can try again. I mean. Or Dan can try. Or one of you. Uh, hashtag <laughs> Air Force pun. Oh. oh. That has nothing to do with Yeah, but, I, but, but please can... send us your Air Force puns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you can also uh, send hashtag thanks for that food fact. <laughs> food fact? <laughs> uh, two kitchens can serve 100 people. Oh, you're saying if you appreciated the fact. If you did. Yeah. If I you see. like the, the fun facts. Molly, do you have any other fun facts about Air Force One? I put away my phone. Oh. But, um, do you know how far it can go on a single tank of gas? I can. I do. It can go halfway around the world. Which is crazy. Which direction? Which is- Either direction. <laughs> well, Although I it mean, can't go quite as far if there's a headwind. Yeah. And a little yeah. further if there's a tailwind. What if there's a giant explosion what behind it? What if it's it? going north to south? Oh, if there's a giant explosion behind it, that's a really good tailwind. It should be fine. That's true. That's, that's probably actually... what... 
Point fueled this flight for a long time. Because <laughs> uh, there's a giant explosion the plane was just out ahead of. Oh, man. Although I have to say, whenever they set it up in a movie where people are in a hurry and you know time is of the essence, yeah. and they have people stop and look, yeah. I understand it's a human thing to do and it's a great film uh, technique for making sure we see what the character sees. But I feel like the director has just set us up to feel a sense of urgency. Right. And the extension of that is they also set us up to feel so frustrated with characters for pausing like the first lady pauses and looks around and i'm like you honestly if you had just gotten aboard the plane Mm -hmm. with more than a quick step you know what i'm saying i mean she was walking with urgency but she was walking Sure. You know what I'm saying? She didn't really seem to buy that she needed to get out. Mm. I never really believed that she took the evacuation seriously. Yeah. Like, she's, like, putting away files and stuff when she's getting out of there. It also seemed to me that she might have been feeling some compassion towards the people who are on top of that building. Mm. She's like, I don't think they're safe there. I'm the first lady. I have some responsibility. I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just get on this plane. And then explosion. That's something we should maybe t- uh, touch on quickly. Is like it is established quickly and effectively that this is a good president. Mm-hmm. Like we, have, we are told multiple times, he is very honest. Yeah, he is uh, a military man. He was a, a, a fighter pilot. He, his wife is clearly you know compassionate and, and mm-hmm. uses her position to do something for the benefit of someone. Yeah. Unclear what she was doing in L.A. Other than... Interviews. Interviews and trying to make him look good. Yeah. They have a good relationship. So good. And they're good parents. Great parents. Mm -hmm. Except... Except for when the world is being attacked by aliens, their daughter is not taken to anywhere safe. Right. Just, <laughs> just hanging out. Keep her in the White House yeah. where a alien spaceship is hovering. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. She'll be okay. Yeah, why didn't... Like... If he was sending the vice president and the Joint Chiefs of Chefs to a secure location, you know, in the end, it was not that. But if that was the mindset, shouldn't his daughter have also gone there? But what, by herself? Well, with the vice president and... Well, no, but I mean, if you're an eight-year-old girl... My guess is that the president, the children of the president, Mm -hmm. have some sort of person, like a nanny or someone... Because the president's service, not going to be yeah, sure. available at all points in time. Like, send her with the, those people, right? They're probably good buds at this point. Right? Yeah. And are trained professionally to, like, protect a child. Right. Well, you don't have to convince me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that. to be fair, this is the movie where, like, throughout the film, like, for the sake of the convenience of the story continuing, a lot of people who should not have been allowed to be in places are allowed to be in places. Like, the president is on a secret military base, and Jeff Goldblum and his buddies are literally just, like, continuously following him deeper and deeper into this compound, and no one stops them. Oh, yeah, there's, like, a whole caravan of trailers. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That just drive right... I mean, there's just one security guard. And one... Marine is just like, I have an alien, and the guard is like, let all of these people in. Yeah, he lets them all in. That dude, terrible at his terrible job. Terrible at his job. Like, I get, you just saw an alien. Sure. Whoa. That's freaky. You he didn't should... even ask about the driver. Yeah. That's right, he didn't. But here's the different levels of security you go through. Yeah. You could call someone. Yeah. Uh, call Robert Loggia. 
Yeah, Carl, you could just let Will Smith in. I guess those are the two options. You could just go pick up the alien and say... Bring the alien in. Thank yeah, you for thank bringing Thank you for your service. Whoa. Here's a bottle of water. But he freaks out and just yeah. like waves everybody through <laughs> and like the insane <laughs> man in the hundreds car. Hundreds of cars. Yeah. It's I mean, not Will just Smith like offered. a couple people. Yeah, that's true. He did say, you want me to leave this here with you? And he went, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Let him in. Such dude on that Will Smith. You know, maybe Such it's dude. protocol that if someone pulls up with an alien, yeah. no matter what, you let in all their friends. Because yeah. I guess there's a chance, like, he doesn't know, maybe each of those trailers also has an alien in it. Yeah, maybe they all have aliens. Yeah. Why bother to ask? <laughs> uh, yeah, so many, like, there were just so many... Uh, Small parts in this movie that just killed me. Like, they were just all my favorite characters. Like, there was a point where Vivica Fox gets to the base that she was told to meet Will Smith at. She is standing there. And she's picked up people along the way because she's super resourceful. Yeah. And she's super so great. Probably one of the most competent characters in the movie that yeah. isn't uh, in the government. And, like, 12th build in the yeah. credits. For oh, some reason. That was guys, weird. That made me mad. Yeah, that was yeah. She should have been way higher. Way higher. Uh, but she's getting there. She's with her truck full of uh, also people, nomads. She's sitting there, like, standing at the fence, horrified that her lover is dead. And there's just this guy in the background in a rumpled suit just kind of standing around like, well, here we are. Yeah, that <laughs> guy was amazing. One of the uh, hangar, Area 51 hangar technicians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where he's asleep on the keyboard after oh, yeah. Jeffy G... Uh, Drunk. Is drunk, but then comes up with the idea for the computer virus. Wakes him up, and he just, like, sits up and, like, hits the escape key, like, four times. <laughs> well, he's got to get the screensaver to go off, right? Yeah. Or maybe he's like, ah, I should have logged out. <laughs> uh, there was another... Uh, there were definitely some MVPs during the, like, 15 minutes of get out of cars and stare at the ship oh, sequences. Yeah. Frumpley suit. Which one? The frumpley sweater suit guy. Oh, sweater, sweater suit guy, guy was really good because he had that thing of like he like looked genuinely inquisitive, yeah. not scared. Like he kind of like furrowed his brow <laughs> when the little center beam started lighting yeah. up. He got two scenes. Yeah, he, he got did. the look at the beam, yep. the like weak beam. Yep. And then later, like a couple months later, run run away from the explosion. Yeah. There was another uh, when the when they first showed up and they were doing the sequence of like cartoonish like what the. Like, uh, where we kept waiting, Dan, for a hot dog cart to be like, what's going on up there? No hot dog cart. No hot dog cart. Uh, but there's a police officer who's like, stops oh, his yeah. squad car in the middle of the intersection and does this like very weird, almost like snake-like, like, I don't know, he sort of just like pours himself out <laughs> of the car and stands erect and looks at the ship. Is that the one who slammed on the brakes, got hit by like three cabs <laughs> in a row, yes. got out? And then the... And then a armored truck yeah. takes his car out, and then he's like surprised yeah. by that as well. Yes, that correct. Was pretty I don't cool. know, but, but the way he gets out of the car, the, sh- the spaceship. Yeah, yeah, because that's what matters. Yeah, unless you're Will Smith in that scene that Molly mentioned. Oh yeah, his opening scene, mm-hmm. which was pretty good. It that was. was a pretty fun scene of mm-hmm. everybody seeing the thing, and he's just looking at the paper and being tired and tripping over toys and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was amused. Yeah. And then I argue that Vivica Fox should have seen the ship before walking up to him. But Dan uh, presented that perhaps she was so mesmerized by Dapod. Taitia Dapod. Was my prediction correct that he was always either... I mean, we completely didn't even consider that he could be shirtless, which he was for the first few minutes of his mm-hmm. movie, and also uh, peeing. Yeah. <laughs> while talking to his 
girlfriend. I didn't realize that he was peeing. Nobody until did. You guys said that he was peeing. Yeah, he was looking out the window at everybody, thinking they were moving. Yeah, and mm-hmm. shouting at his girlfriend yeah. from across he was the house. Washing his hands, but nope, taking nope. it with. Uh, yeah, I think once he gets into military uniform, yeah, he's never out of it. Right. And so that's either a tight undershirt or a flight suit. Yeah, I feel like at one point he's got... Ma- oh, you're right, you're right, because he's wearing... Um, when he's getting married. It's oh. Like dress uniform. That was so sweet. I'd forgotten about that I scene. also forgot about that. I'd forgotten about that. I'd forgotten Vivica Fox was a stripper. Yeah, uh, we should talk about that. Uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> we all <laughs> kind of shouted in surprise. Yeah, it... It really only came into play at the beginning. Yes. Of and then it doesn't really matter after that. Yeah. There's one more line when she's talking to Flotus. Yeah, but in in that that one that's interesting because she's like having to defend not defend her job but just saying like I'm making good money and I'm taking care of my family. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in that way, I thought it was it was actually a better approach at it than just like. Let's make her a stripper, so then she has to be, like, almost nude at right. the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, she was, a, like, a, like, there, she was a strong character that was also a stripper. Yeah. So that was good, but they didn't have to make her a stripper no, to didn't. begin with. Right. I mean, the theory is that it was, that was a thing holding him back from proposing because he wanted to get into NASA. Oh, right? that's right. Because Harry Connick Jr. is like, they're never gonna. Yeah. Put, yeah. put you in if you marry a stripper, and then they cut to her stripping. Right. Yeah. So they can have that scene. Yeah. Because movies. Yes. But. but <laughs> are you talking about this? Uh, I was going to say, it ends up yeah. that it's good that she is a stripper because it provides an opportunity for two named female characters to yes. speak to each other Amazing. about something that her, is not a man. Her co worker, Tiffany. Yeah. And they had several lines. Oh, it was incredible. It was a real conversation yeah. where they were concerned about each other. Yeah. No one called anybody the B word. Yeah. And it was great. Yeah, it was, a, it was in all of the films we've watched, it was kind of delightful that this movie passed the Vector Wallace test so swimmingly with two unnecessary stripper characters. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I think that was the whole thing is it was, it was waves of uh, concern. Because you start out and she's such a strong and interesting and funny character, and then the stripper thing, and you're like, oh, are they just using this to have this gorgeous woman strip uh, on TV? But then you've gotten them passing the Bechtel Wallace test with flying colors, and then she's super amazing throughout it. And she, yeah, the whole thing was just very hard to know. Yeah, I think like, you'll. How much was out of exploitation of that situation, and how much was just a plot device, or does it matter? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> The women overall were, I thought, actually pretty great. In yeah. This. Like the the press secretary slash Jeffy G's ex-wife yeah. is great. She's like mm-hmm. on it, very competent. Uh, Flotus is great, although mm-hmm. she has to die so we can feel things. Yes. Uh, so that there is at least someone we cared about died yeah. in this tragedy. Well, and oh, uh, Jeffy G's raspy voice. Oh, and I'm so angry with that diagnosis. (coughs) We just can't stop the bleeding. Yeah. It's like, well, try harder. (laughs) Like, you don't appear to be trying at all. first lady. You can attempt to save her. Guys, a helicopter landed on her or something. We weren't sure. That debris moved away really 
a car door that they, they were like with That's like true. a pinky. They That's true. Guy in the rumpled suit moved it pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. But there was the helicopter blades were right there. That's true. You could see like the stump of them. Sure. <clears throat> yeah, Jeffy G's boss. Was um, that his boss? Or was he just, like, the manager of the something? He seemed like a boss-type character. He seemed like a lot of the other people's boss. I don't know if he was Jeffy G's boss. Oh, maybe I, they were both senior staff. Yeah, I felt like Jeffy G was, like, the... He was the main guy around there. And that other guy was like, Where have you been? I needed your help. Because you're the guy. I don't okay. know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know either. Anyway, that character... Um... Obviously gay, but never it's never called out. Yeah. But it's, like, very mid-90s. Yeah. He's got, like, an earring. At one point, he says there's no shame in hiding. Yeah. When he's talking about hiding from the aliens, but it's, like, uh, very obvious yeah. that it's, there's two meanings to that. Yeah. There's, like, a pause afterward and then, like, a <laughs> wink at the camera. Pretty almost. much. <laughs> like, he almost turns the camera and winks. Yeah. yeah. It's that uh, thick. Um, But it was too bad he died. Yeah. Yeah. He's paying three hundred dollars to his oh therapist. therapist. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like that that therapist joke time, right? It's like the the Twister era. Yeah, yeah. These nineties movies have a lot of jokes about yeah. Therapy, Isn't it funny this character has counseling? Yeah. It, it was like his job specifically was so that they could get all the nineties jokes out of the yeah. way. <laughs> yeah. Because there was the, there was uh, the therapist and then the gay joke and then uh, the lawyer joke. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He also dropped the lawyer joke. Yeah, yeah. That was literally his job. Yeah, he was like <laughs> comedic relief for the nineties. That's so funny. Yeah. Uh, the lady who's the press there. Press secretary, I thought, was the lady from Big, but she's not. Aww. Looks a lot like her, though. She does look like, yeah. What What do we know her from? And also, what was her name? Was that Mary McDonald? No, no that was Florida's. Oh, okay. Her name, I forgot already, and also forgot what she was in. Okay, cool. Great. Tweet at us. Hashtag, what's that press sec in? <laughs> Wait, like, press second? No, but press in. sec in. Like press Got it. Okay, I was just clarifying yeah. the spelling. Sure. We don't want to be looking at the wrong hashtag. Yeah, oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, that'd be are, embarrassing know, for everybody, I think. Right? There's just floating hashtags out there somewhere. <laughs> we talked about all the landmarks that are going to get destroyed. Yep. Uh, but they kind of just spend like 20 minutes blowing up LA and DC. <laughs> yeah. Like it's a long scene. Yeah. Those sh- and I don't know. It felt... I felt like maybe I had fallen asleep in the middle of something. Like, L.A. <laughs> seems to have been blown up twice. I don't know. Did you guys get that same impression? Like, it felt like there was a lot of, like, the start of it getting blown up. Like, it happened again. Like, there was two different scenes of people seeing the explosion and running away. And I felt like the tower almost blew up twice. Did I, I, did I fall asleep? They were did also I blowing up New York. Yeah. So they Is might have been the, cutting between the two towers. Oh, up. I got confused over towers. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Those tall buildings. Right. The same. Cool. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of buildings and cutaways, uh, there were some incredible establishing <laughs> cuts oh, in the beginning yeah. of this movie. Like, Dan, you pointed out, maybe the greatest establishing shot that we are in New York City <laughs> of any movie, where it, like, dramatically, like, flashed white. Show the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Flashed white again. <laughs> it was so good that they did the same thing in DC. Yeah. yeah. Right? So good. Oh, yeah. So we bet the White House to get blown up? Yes. Eiffel Tower? No. No. That was my bad. 
Did we I even see the Eiffel Tower? Like, at all? Well, we definitely <laughs> saw some French people. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly did. And we we'll know that. that they were French. We'll, we'll, get, to we'll get to it. I'm sorry. Uh, Eiffel Tower, no. Empire State, yes. Sphinx, safe? No. Uh, it's the pyramids we do mm-hmm. see at the end. Yeah. Hollywood sign? We do see the Hollywood yes. sign. Yes. Just to establish, it doesn't get blown up. We do see the shadow go over it, though. Yeah. So that's fun. And the Sydney Opera House, that's also in the yeah. end of, like, oh, it's fine now. Yeah. That's true. And I think we were even correct about a montage at the end uh, representing uh, people from around the world in a very bizarre way. In a yeah. very narrow focus. Yeah. There's, so there's sort of two uh, nation montages. There's one when they're sending the signal of how to bring them down. Right. <laughs> And then there's one at the very end when they have been brought down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so within those two, we see striped shirt, cigarette smoking Frenchmen. Yep. <laughs> um, They're so French. So yeah. French. <laughs> like a bunch of people in Egypt, like wearing turbans and flowy clothes. Yep. Yep. And then tribesmen in Africa shaking their spears shaking at the spears at the ship. Yep. That was interesting. That one was the one that was a bummer. It was a little weird. Because, like, clearly someone in that part of the world, like, had a working yeah. military and took the ship down. So, like, yeah. we could have seen, like, maybe both. Yeah. Maybe the people with the spears and the military, like, together being like, we did it. Look at that. Yeah. Not just the people with spears. <laughs> The first montage where they're getting the Morse code, I really did like that. Like, just to really, again, bring it over, like, this is a good precedent. America is a good country. Yeah. There is a member of the Royal Air Force. And they, like, the guy's, like, we're getting a message from the Americans. They figured out a way to take down the ship. And he's, like, it's about bloody times. Like, so clearly, all of Europe has just been sitting around <laughs> waiting for America to solve the problem. Yeah. Yeah, and that guy is so British. So British. Yeah, I'm surprised he wasn't drinking tea and like, right? had like a writing crop. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was amazing. Or like so, being cruel to an Indian boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean he was in Iraq, right? Yes. I don't know why they did that. Maybe like a bunch of maybe as Europe was exploding, they all just like con- you know converged into the Middle East. Maybe it was supposed to convey that countries were working together. Right. right. Or colonialism. Or colonialism. Maybe both. (laughs) Kind of a combination of the two. Yeah, maybe. Like, it might have been sort of like a second colonialism where it's like, look, we're just coming in. We're in charge. Yeah. You can help or not, but we're in charge now. We're here to receive the message from America on how to take (laughs) out the aliens. (laughs) You there, man. You there, man in a turban. Stand by the Morse code in case the Americans tell us something. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't think any big ben no big ben no, no rio jesus oh we oh. i think we saw oh no i thought we were seeing london bridge but then it was the sydney opera house yes ah. that's what happened correct molly you were not concerned really with the dog at all in this movie yeah you seemed <laughs> confident that dog was gonna be okay i Really, as soon as we started watching that scene, I remembered about the dog, and I knew the dog got unsafe, so I was okay. The last time you watched it, though, was it a tense moment for you? Yes. <laughs> I mean, that dog can take care of itself. Clearly. I mean, I mean, it's like the most capable family ever. And that little boy, Dylan, oh, so calm. Jesus. Uh, I looked so up his bio. Yeah. He's 27 now. Okay. Wow. Which is just amazing to think about. That is terrifying. Uh, was first cast in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air oh. at four. Oh, yep. And that's so where I recognize him from. Mm-hmm. Well, was he go. the youngest kid? Like yeah. after they had another kid at the 
in the last few seasons um, or someone had a kid. I don't remember how I don't remember how what his relationship yeah, was. I don't either. But there is a moment towards the end where Will Smith and the kids seem to have like a genuinely kind of cool, easy moment. I'm like, oh well it makes sense if they've worked together before, you know? Yeah. Uh and had a few roles and some voice roles and then not as much. But has a very active Twitter account and is a big base basketball fan. Nice. Yeah. All right. I know sports. <laughs> uh, speaking of chemistry, I thought Jeff Goldblum and Will Smith had great chemistry. Yeah. yeah. They were actually in less of the movie together than I thought they would be. Yeah. For the people that seem like the stars of the movie. Yeah. To my mind. And still, eh, before and after, I would still say they're the two stars of this movie. Uh, yeah, they kind of don't. They go over the ship at the end. That's kind of it. But yeah. they've got a nice moment. Yeah. Which I guess is why you can buy that at the end. They're best friends. Best friends. Well, they've been through a lot uh, Equally together. cool, equally hot. They look so cool. <laughs> so cool so smoking hot. those cigars. <laughs> I would for sure watch like an odd couple type yeah. uh, oh. sitcom about those two. They should do oh, that yeah. now. Well, in the Why Independence not? Day universe, well, Will Smith is, is dead. dead. <laughs> yes, correct. Wait, wait, what? What? In the sequel, he has died. Yeah. So because he, he wouldn't be in the correct. He, he wouldn't That's didn't want to do it. Yeah. So then it was clearly established in like promo materials in between yeah. that he had died sometime before this one. The, Independence Day resurgent came in. Okay, well, that's garbage. <laughs> I didn't mean they had to play those characters. I just meant it'd be fun to watch older Jeff Goldblum and older Will Smith like, oh, be in a movie together. Oh, are they going to be the future grumpy old men? Or something. Are they just, you know, just they hang out? Palling around? That'd be yeah. fun. I'd watch yeah. that. For, For sure. sure. Netflix. Get on it. Yeah. yeah. Netflix. Make a new Grace and Frankie, but... With Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Will and Jeffy. Adorable. Get on it. Execs. Yeah. Hey. There's money to be made. <laughs> presumably. We just talk about the real star of this movie, which is cigars. Yes. We touched on it briefly before. We did. And pro recycling, pro cigars. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like, in addition to all the victory cigars that Will Smith has, yeah. like, it seems like almost every character has one. <laughs> there's like... Some flight commander giving out orders. Robert Loja's got some. Uh, yeah. Judd Hirsch. That Judd was Hirsch. a name oh, that yeah. we could not get right Jeffy G's the dad. break. Oh, yes. yeah. And we had wondered if he was going to be an annoying, overbearing Jewish father or not. I found him charming. Yeah, I thought it was, yeah, me too. I was fine with it. I thought he was great. I enjoyed I liked when he got all fired up defending his son. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. I liked also that, like... It was clearly established that when he gets fired up, even the president of the United States will stop and listen to this man. Because <laughs> he's a good man. Yes. Good president. Good president. Mm-hmm. And a war hero. Yeah. Right? Didn't yeah. he say he was in a war? He was in the first Iraq There we war. go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So not even that long ago for his presidency. Right. So he probably right. just got he back just and then ran because some... Some strategist in whatever party you belong to is just like, this guy is huge, he looks like Batman, or, he's going to be great, his wife is so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then he just swooped in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I brought this up during the movie, how the spaceship, when they finally take it out, like, mm. even though it had gotten, it had clearly gotten, like, over Area 51. Yeah. Because it was opening up his super laser. Because Robert Lurch said, it's about to fire its primary <laughs> Which weapon. Which is amazing. Oh, that's the best line in the whole there movie. Were all, yeah, there were every once in a while, there was a couple of lines or helpful graphics on screens. It's yeah. like, just in case someone wasn't following along this very simple plot. Yeah. And it was great. And that was the best one. Where, like, the thing that we saw an hour earlier destroy every major landmark opening up again but they still needed to have a character to be like they're turning on their primary <laughs> one just in case we didn't get it uh, but when that ship got taken out very dramatically chain reaction explosions everywhere uh, it was funny how it just sort of like conveniently like listed away from the human populace yep. and landed helpfully in the like small foothills next to the base yep. rather than just crashing to the ground and crushing everything. Yeah, or at least trapping everybody underground. Right. Oh. Which would have been a real bummer of an ending if Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum land with their victory cigars and then it's like, what do we do now? How do we give you love? And then Jeff Goldblum takes off his top and says, we start digging. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun independence. Pan out. Yeah. Two sweaty men. Ooh, and then it becomes like Con Air and they're just Pulling the entire 15 mile wide ship yeah. with ropes on their sweaty shoulders. Yeah. Uh, I did bet there would be a lounging Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> there was not. No. Uh, but he w- there was some sweaty chest that you, For could, sure. you could ogle. Yeah. yeah. If like, you were so inclined. There was a lot of. Uh, like his outfit was designed where, like, you could. You knew what you knew what was under there. Like you had an idea of what you know what I mean. Like it was like I don't know which came out first because I can't remember now when JP came out. Um, was JP first? I think four. JP was before this. Okay, so maybe that's what it was. Where Roland was like, you know what's under there. I'm not gonna waste my time. Yeah. Lighting, getting the lighting perfect to get that glistening chest. So I'm just gonna hint at it, and you can just fill in the rest yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I remembered my Jed Hirsch story. <gasps> yes. So, Jed Hirsch starred in a show called Dear John. Yes. Which was a sitcom, I believe, on NBC. Okay. Possibly ABC, but I think NBC. Uh, and the reason I'm familiar with that show is because um, I was in Los Angeles and I really wanted to see the taping of a live show. And there was a very popular show Dear that John. was being filmed. Not Dear John. Ah. Dear John was definitely not the show uh, I wanted to see. I don't remember what the name of the popular show was right now. Um, oh. It's probably erased from my mind because we waited for like, I don't know, an hour or two hours outside. And they basically said, and even though we were like the third third and fourth people in line, they said, sorry, we're all full up. Um, you can't come in. I was like, I'm sorry, excuse me? And the whole like, group got really upset and like we'll see what we can do so then we waited and we waited and finally they ushered 10 of us into the very back row of this taping Mm -hmm. and what we didn't realize until we got there is that everyone else who was there to see the show were mostly friends and family of the people performing yeah and they had spent that hour or so drinking lots of alcohol and eating delicious hors d'oeuvres in air conditioning. Mm-hmm. So the mental state between, I would say, 90% of the audience and this one row of grim, angry, tense <laughs> people in the back was really stark. And I remember watching that show just with arms crossed, just so angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did not find it funny or delightful. But everybody else in the audience did, and I think it was a first moment of like the uh, 
It's not shingles that fall from your eyes. What is it? Scales. scales. <laughs> <laughs> the scales falling from my eyes about how TV is manufactured. Yeah. And I'd never thought about manufacturing the audience. Yeah. But you do that. Yeah. And anyway, Judd Hirsch was in that show, and he should have known better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and no, then he fine. walked up the stairs to the back row of the audience, said, and he took you by the hand and said, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for enjoying your privilege by spending an afternoon waiting to come indoors. <laughs> oh, uh, no, but it was interesting, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It was not directly his fault. Right. It really is tangentially. I mean, I'm blaming him. Me too. <laughs> yeah. If I ever meet him, I'm going to be like, why'd you fuck with my friends back in L.A.? Yeah. Dear John. Was he dear John? He was, Yeah. Because he was a guy who had been through a divorce. Mm. His wife had left him with a dear John. Did they tell you all of this before the show? No, it's the whole premise of the show. His name is John, I'm pretty sure. And then he's going to group therapy, because it's the 90s. Yeah. Uh. Therapy jokes. And there was the main therapist lady would always, her big tagline is there'd be a certain point when somebody would reveal something or whatever. And then she would say in a clippy British accent... Were there any sexual problems? And that was a big punchline. Sure. You know what? Maybe the ten of us were right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You guys are tastemakers. <laughs> <laughs> the Grumpy Ten. Ooh, I like it. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves is almost in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the... I guess those are all his kids, right? Yeah. The yeah. eldest kid of Randy Quaid is like... Not a good actor. He's like Junior <laughs> Keanu. It's weird. But yeah, like look, uh, cadence, yeah. acting style. Yeah. But I was wondering, because he, he actually has a very challenging moment in the movie where everyone else is celebrating because all of humanity has been saved. Yep. But his father has sacrificed himself and is he's heard over the radio his dad saying goodbye yeah. to he and his siblings and going into his death and so he's of course very sad and there's an exchange that sort of in a movie way makes it all okay right and he does some really basic acting during that <laughs> yeah. time like he delivers the lines and I was just imagining I love I just personally love the idea that he came in Fully prepared to deliver a grief-stricken mm-hmm. son's mm-hmm. who is in shock moment, and the director was like, "Yeah, we're going to need you to dial that back to Keanu yeah. <laughs> and deliver that." Like back. you're actually pretty happy now because humanity's saved, and it's the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. he'd be like, "Really?" But yeah, that's true. Like now he is—I mean, he was already pretty responsible for raising his mm-hmm. siblings, I guess, because his dad was a drunk. Yeah, but like now there's like a weird. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's got to be tough for him because obviously he cares about his father, but was kind of a burden on the family to a yeah, degree. Indeed. Although the father did take care of the son, right? Yes. So I thought that was an yeah. interesting. Well, they wanted to show that he was, again, a good person. Like, right. they wanted to make it clear, like, this is a good drunk. Yeah. Everyone's good in this except that CIA guy. Sec Def. But even he gets redemption. By praying with Judders. Yeah. Yes. Through Judaism. But didn't that seem almost sort of like a like a snaky, like, well, maybe the Jewish God will save me. <laughs> oh, no, I felt like he it was a chance it. to get in a right. Jewish right. joke. Right. Or not a joke at the Jewish person's expense. 
But there is a moment oh. where he comes and sits down, sits down, and uh, in this what turns out to be a prayer circle. Yeah. And Jed Hirsch's character says, uh, "Pray with us," and he says, "I'm not Jewish." And then Jed Hirsch says, uh, "Nobody's perfect. Nobody's eh. perfect." Yeah. Eh. Hey. Nobody's perfect. It's a good. It's a good <laughs> old joke. And then the planes shoot around again, yeah. and it's super fun. Pew 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 pew. Fox Four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it is funny that like his character throughout the entire movie is just to like. Be a dick. He's the worst. He yeah. just says no to everything. Oh, and then gets really accusatory and little kiddish about stuff. Yeah, at one point he's just like... Like, at one point he literally... I mean, this is, again, like, this is where this movie... This is the kind of movie that is being created before us. Is like, he literally says, like... Essentially, he's like, I know you're upset because your wife just died. <laughs> but I am strongly disagreeing with you. Uh, what an uncaring man. Yep. He knew about the aliens because he was head of the CIA and knew about Area 51. Yeah. And Robert Lozier yells at him, rightfully yeah. so. What a jerk. What a jerk but indeed. But you know what? He does okay. Well, before we get to our ratings of this movie, mm-hmm. we have a segment that we sometimes do on this podcast uh, where we read reviews of our own podcast uh, in the impression of someone from the movie or Nick Cage, or a requested impression. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we, again, have no new reviews on iTunes, but <laughs> we do have a review on Stitcher, and oh, I know because what? I was told about it, that's what you have to do if you leave a review on <laughs> Stitcher. You have to tell us, because we don't check it. Yeah, um, but you were successfully told about it. Successfully told and successfully obtained it <laughs> uh, via the internet. So... Um, <clears throat> Does anyone even do one? Or I could give a whack at Robert Loja. Oh, please yes. Yes. Sure. Okay. Uh, so this is from Anonymous. Uh, five stars. <laughs> Fun! I'm not a big podcast person, but this won me over. Funniest spot. Discussion about old movies before and after. Dance. Molly and Beth watch them again. The chemistry between the hosts is great. They make each other laugh so well, I feel like I'm right there. Also, I think Dan's Nick Cage impression is truly excellent. This is a hint. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have read that as a Nick Cage. No, this is even better. That's so much better. Well, thank you, Anonymous. Can you end it? Did, but they actually ended it with writing their fire in their primary weapon, right? The fire the primary weapon. <laughs> So, thank you. If you want your review read, please leave it on iTunes or somewhere else and tell us if it's somewhere else. Uh, You can also write us emails at our new email address. What? What? Electronic mail. Which is hello at totesrecall.com, which is also the address that the newsletter comes from. Ooh. Which you can sign up for at toastrecall.com. Yes. Scroll down. Do the thing. Figure it out. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's the communications business. <laughs> Dan, you gave it a five. That's me, Dan. I gave oh, it a five. Okay. <laughs> the order was different. I gave it a five. Um, five uh, Jeffy G dads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Judd Hirsch's. Let's see. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. This movie is great. It's got Jeff Goldblum. 
It's got aliens. It's got ridiculous extra work. Uh, a lot of explosions and and good, pretty good characters. Also, like mm-hmm. better than you would expect for essentially an explodey summer blockbuster. I loved it. Oh, would watch it again. Cool. <laughs> Molly, you gave it a four because you wanted to be nice to me. Well, um, <laughs> yes, and I stand by my four. Okay. Uh, I enjoyed it. I had fun. I thought the characters were a lot more interesting. I love Vivica Fox's character a lot. Um, And I really like Jeff Goldblum. Uh, So, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I I still hold it up to the uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids standard for a five-star rating, which is practically unattainable. Wow. Because that is also wrapped up in my relief and joy at having seen a movie I truly enjoyed. <laughs> um, after I feel like there were a string of stinkers leading into that. So, I mean, it may be unattainable. With you, it's five. been just sort of like a consistent string of stinkers. With this one <laughs> bright star of Honey, and the Kids. And then like the car, the ten car minutes of Fast and Furious 3. Or Apollo 13, the greatest movie. Yes, or Apollo 13, the movie that you get yelled at if you talk during. Yeah. We're big, probably. You might have given five to big. We might have all. Oops. Oh, I for sure gave five to big. Yeah. Yes. Who knows? The best movie. So if I'm comparing this to big, not quite. Well, I mean, sure. They are different rating scales. These are Jeffy G days. Yes. Both have them. Robert Loge in them, though. That's true. Nice. Oh, good point. But that's fine. For okay. Thank you. I'll accept that as a nice... Jesting towards me. Excellent. <laughs> we did it. Yay. All our fences are mended. Yep. Dan, you gave it a three, mm-hmm. worrying that it would be not the not the right amount of stupid. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh, it was. I very much enjoyed this movie. Uh, I'm bumping it up to five. Judds. Because it's, uh, it, like you said, Dan, it is like just a nice blend of like silly explodiness, but actually is like surprisingly well thought out, mm-hmm. considering what kind of movie it is. Yeah, and like well developed characters. Uh, I would also like to up my rating of Jeffy G scenes. Well, that's right. You already have a six for every time. Yeah, he was I'm on gonna stage. bump that up to like <laughs> ten. I'm gonna sure. say ten Jeffy G scenes, and then I'm going to take a unprecedented third bump oh. of. 20 Judd Hirsch's anytime a uh, like day player with one line showed up <laughs> on screen because that was seriously maybe the most I have enjoyed like one scene characters in any movie we have ever watched on this show. Yeah. They were all they were all firing. Amazing. Casting director crushed it. Crushed. Yeah. yeah. Beth, you gave it five. You had no memory of it, but it sounded like five. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was fun. Um, Here's the thing. I don't know that it's like the perfect movie. Mm. So I might have to retract half a star. Okay. Half a Judd. Half a a (laughs) Judd. But uh, yeah, I thought it was super fun and I enjoyed it. And aliens were in it. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, Jeff Goldblum was amazing. Yeah, he's the best. Four and a half Jeffy G. Jeffy dads. G. Is it like, so is it like four Judd Hirsch's in this movie and then one Judd Hirsch in Dear John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's the Dear John Judd Hurst. <laughs> that is a tongue twister. Yeah, it is. Dear, Dear, John, Dear John Judd Hurst. Dear John Judd Hurst. <laughs> Dear John Judd Hurst. Hirsch? Hirsch or is Hurst? Hirsch? Yeah. Hirsch. Dear John Judge Hirsch. Dear John Judge Hirsch. John Judge Hirsch. Dear Dear John Judge Hirsch. Now say it like Robert Lowe. say judge every time. Dear Barry the primary web. Dear Dear John Judge Hirsch. Love it. So good. Thank you for listening to Totes Recall. New episodes drop on the 15th of every month. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Totes Recall Pod. Subscribe on iTunes and leave a review. It helps more people find the show. Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Jaquette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. For more information, check out noisepicnic.com slash totesrecall.